Welcome back to another episode of On the Break. Uh, tonight we have Bubble Edition. I am, dude, I'm ro- I'm so rock hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, rock hard Bubble. It's just me and you. It's one on one. I'm a little I'm a little nervous now. <laughs> are we on Are we on live right now? Or I thought we were just talking. No, I no, mean, me and you, man. Okay, I, th- I th- yeah. No, I thought we were. I thought this was kind of a date thing. Now, no, J-Max, J-Max out tonight, being a responsible father or whatever. I guess that's more important than hanging out with your friends and talking sports. I you know, to, to each his own. Uh, but, dude, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it's opening night. What I'm really excited about is that we got a 5.30 and an 8 o'clock game uh, for Central Time Zone here, which makes it a lot more a lot more digestible than having to stay up till 12.30 uh, and watch those West Coast games. Dude, if we could have a pandemic every year and get these West Coast <laughs> games pushed back, that'd be fantastic. Who do I pay Absolutely to make that happen? Do I, it, this is all a, a ploy by Pfizer anyways, right? Just stay in Pfizer's back pocket. They'll create COVID every single year. <laughs> J-Max not even listening right now. He's just producing. We're just taking a hard left into pharmaceutical conspiracies <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited. Our, you know, we already got New Orleans on here and, and popping. Uh we got Lakers Clippers tonight, which I'm mostly excited about. I already got LeBron jersey on, but um, mostly just excited to talk sports with you, man. It's been shoot a month since I've been able to do a, a pod with you guys. I had some uh, some charger issues, which you were making loud and clear. Yeah, <laughs> um, dude, we all we all had issues, you know. But I appreciate I had to, you holding so me accountable. I said this multiple times, but the reason I gave you so much shit for that was because one time. I had the exact same excuse, but instead of my dog actually chewing up my charger, I left my charger at work. I was like, I'm not driving back another half an hour to go get yep. it. So I felt dumb with you. That's why I had to give you so much so much junk for it. Well, I certainly appreciate it. Um, you know, I figured we'd dive into a lot of things today. I mean, I think you and I, um, we've talked off off the air a little bit about some of the things that we think are going to be important in the bubble. But, like, what's so what's your overall opinion before we dive into, like, favorites and, and who we like and, and where we're at in the season and everything? What's your overall opinion of the bubble? I mean, I think they got this thing about as right as you can. If, if it wasn't insanely obvious before – it is now that Adam Silver is the best commissioner in all of sports. Agreed. And if I didn't think this before, I think it now. He's the best commissioner of all time in any sport. Mm. To be able to pull this Shit, off, dude, he's that. got 329 people, the young men there, and zero of them tested positive for the coronavirus. Over a period, they've been there for two weeks, dude. Like, that's insane. He, True. In a time where there was not supposed to be sports this year he made it happen and and justin and i on the last show said there's zero there's zero percent chance this is going to happen one person's going to bring it bring it bring it in they're going to invite some chick from outside the bubble and she's going to bring it in being asymptomatic or something like that right Dwight Howard. It, it, it's, you could get a you could get a delivery from wendy's this stuff is supposed to originally they were saying it has a 24-hour lifespan on cardboard i think they've walked that back but <laughs> dude i don't know I'm almost at the point where it's like they're making that. There's no way there's only there's they all tested negative, but it's crazy, I, dude. I was optimistic the season was going to be played, and I think that speaks volumes about how uh, I'm in a in a pot of pessimists here when I'm the most optimistic <laughs> person, um, which Maybe. is pretty funny. But I do, you know, I do think I don't know if he's the greatest commissioner of all time. I'd have to really think about that because there's some like obviously like racial integration stuff back in the day, but like of recent memory, absolutely and. I mean, it, it's so much more like look at what's going on with the NFL right now. I know I follow it a little bit more than you, but there's so much 
Uh, disgruntled. There's just pissed off players. There's such a disconnect between the owners and the league and the, the players. And they're not going to be able to do a bubble like this. Granted, you know, the NBA has some benefits because they have ESPN and ABC is, you know, primarily who plays their games aside from Turner. And, you know, ESPN and ABC are owned by Disney. So they're able to go to Disney World. They're able to facilitate this bubble in, in a really ideal place. That's going to be a lot more challenging with other sports. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. I honestly hadn't thought about that. Um, I'm, I'm mostly just, and I haven't thought about other sports that much, as far as, apart from just saying, I don't, I don't foresee it happening. The MLB has people testing positive today. They had some guys right. test positive today. Um, but if you look at, uh, so we're watching a game right now, um, as Lonzo hits a corner three. Actually, that's Josh Hart. Yep. Watching the game right now, and they've got coaches with masks on. They've got a plexiglass thing in front of um, the media Neither. table. They have the benches, or the bench has all the seats six feet apart, social distancing, and they have, um, and all the players are out there running around. So you look at it, and people go, "What are they doing? Like they're all out there sweating. There's no way that plexiglass isn't going to do anything. The six feet isn't going to do anything." And it's like they're they're a bunch of scared idiots. But and I've seen a lot of people actually complaining about this but really what they're doing is they're show, they're leading by example you have millions of people's eyes on you and you are even though the, the six foot apart bench doesn't make any difference because that guy on the bench is about to get up there and sweat and rub all over the other guys right beside <laughs> each other and breathe in their face but what you're doing is you're showing people and you have millions of eyes on you and you're doing the right yes. things and dude every single bit of this is calculated by the nba's press team and silver and it's it's a sad state of affairs when we have to look to sports to find out what we're supposed to do. Correct. That's the state of this country, though, man. And I don't want to turn this into a political podcast, but that's where we're at, dude. dude it, yeah. it really is. And I – like, I love Charles Barkley. And I am 100% on the train of racial – I think there's a lot of systemic racism. I think there's a lot of uh, injustice that happens. And I, I think that – I think that obviously – not everybody is racist, but Charles Barkley came out and said, um, it's really amazing to see these guys kneel together and come together on an issue. But if somebody is not kneeling, don't vilify them for that because you don't know what the anthem means to them, you know? And that's fantastic. At the end of the day, we have to make sure that for all the divisiveness that is going on in this country right now, we, regardless of what color you are, you have to try and understand the other person. Exactly. You can't just go, they're not doing what I like, therefore they're evil or they're racist or they're or, or I don't they're, want to they're being the victim. Yeah. Correct. You have to try and understand people. And dude, there has been so much more inclusiveness shown by the NBA than there has been shown by the right or by the left in politics. If you want to learn how to be a better citizen, just look at the NBA. It's, like, which is crazy, dude. Like, I can't crazy. believe I just said that. Right, right. But you're right. Like, these million-dollar athletes, and specifically the leaders, the owners are much more progressive, but the leaders, Adam Silver and all, all the NBA execs, um, I really think the coaches in the NBA as well, you look at your Pops and your your Steve Kerrs and guys like that, I mean, it, they're light years ahead of other leagues. And how is it possible that, like, those people are better role models for our children than the people that are making the decisions for the country? Because they're just so against one another. Dude, it's, it's sad, dude. And don't don't hear me say sitting here saying that you should look at every single player in the NBA and they've got it all together. They're all humans. But 
it's just I, I see a lot more bright spots in the NBA than I do in Washington, regardless of what side of the spectrum, political spectrum you're on. I personally Correct. try to separate myself from the political spectrum as much as possible. I think they're all evil as yeah, I think that's probably a healthy thing to do right now. <laughs> but um, it's uh, there's a lot more bright spots. Now, one thing I will say is there have been some dark spots. I don't know if you saw the um, the Raptors put Black Lives Matter on the side of their bus. It's on the court Dr- right now. Yeah, and Draymond Green came out and said, "You're not from this country. You shouldn't be doing that." Mm. Like, or it doesn't matter. Like, how would you feel, dude? Like, who's on the Raptors team? Kyle Lowry? Where's he from? Yeah. I would assume the United States. California. Right. How would you feel? As a matter of fact, I think it might be Compton. Don't hold me to that. Um, I'll look it up right fast. But how would you (laughs) feel if you grew up in America as a young black black man um, and you grew up and felt like you were never given the same – it's from Philadelphia, excuse me. Might as well be Compton sometimes. Um, You grew up, you felt like you were never given the same – same opportunities you you may have made it out of a bad bad part of your life and this isn't just for lowry this is everybody on that team everybody on that team is um african-american and and is going to face the same type of racism that anybody in america and anybody in america would have you finally get a stage and you are finally fighting back against what you have perceived as systemic racism your entire life and then somebody that's in another country from you the country that you grew up in says you don't have a voice because you're living in a different country right now that's ridiculous. How would you feel about that, dude? So wait, the that was who said that? Draymond Green said that. Dre, Dre said that, man, and that and he's really, I think, been pretty good with his activism um, and yeah. what, what he's done for the community. So that I'm so really surprised to hear him say that. I, I'm a little disappointed in that, and that's an example of of still a young guy, even though he's been in the league for a long time, making just making a mistake in my opinion. But I, I like you know the league putting Black Lives Matter across the court. I do think that unfortunately is going to hurt middle America ratings, but you know what? So be it like this, this, this sport is growing internationally. It's, it's, I don't know if it's going to take over football anytime soon, but maybe in our lifetimes, I, I do think it'll take over the NFL. Yeah. I, I, I mean, our gener- it starts I, like our generation. I like basketball way better than I do football, oh, but yeah, yeah, it's not even close. Um, but yeah, man, I'm really excited for for what what's going on uh, with the activism. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk hoops. That's what we're here for. And you know, we're two thirty old white guys talking about right. um, racial racial equality. But at the end of the day, I think it just comes down to unity. I think that's the message. I think both of us, you know, even though me and you are on, we disagree on certain political things, but we're we're somewhat similar. But I think at the end of the day, it's like we both can hear the other person. Um, understand their side of the conversation, be able to argue the other side, even if you don't agree with it, be able to understand and argue it and articulate it and not have it make you that upset. Like stop being a child about it. I think that's what will lead to more unity in this country. Agreed. And you, we were texting the other day. I can't remember about what, but you made a joke. Like you're a six foot four white guy. You've never seen any type of discrimination before in your life, which is so true, dude. I've, I've never felt like anybody has looked at me and said, and not giving me the all the opportunities in the world, right? Yeah, but I said you're a six four heterosexual white male. You're you're playing the U.S. on easy mode, <laughs> right? Right, exactly. <laughs> At the end of the day, I I want everyone to have the same opportunities that somebody that looks like me has. And we're a long way away from that, whether people yep. want to believe it or not. Agreed. 
So let's let's talk hoops, though, man. I think they I think they nailed the bubble. I do think it's hilarious that these coaches just as a sidebar keep talking to each other with the masks on, but still doing the thing where they cover they cover their face so you can't <laughs> see their lips. It's like, bro, can't actually see it. Um, but, but yeah, dude, man, I think I, I think they nailed it. I, I've dude, I'm enjoying this so much. Just watching. I mean, Utah and New Orleans isn't necessarily a, a headliner. And it's just been so, so enjoyable. Um, New Orleans looks good. New Orleans looks good. They got a lot of young legs, which I think is going to be a big deal here. Is it weird that maybe I was kind of discounting him at first, but is it weird that Zion looks more explosive? Dude, he lost lost weight, right? I mean, that's the story. I mean, I think we all saw the Bleacher Report picture where he's just diced up and sit – you know, there's there's always BS rumors out there, but I've seen the number 265 floated out there a lot. He's definitely leaner to me. I would be shocked if he weighed as little as 265. Like, think of what LeBron looked like when he weighed 265. Zion's bigger than that. Zion's, Zion's like three six, inches shorter. Three, two inches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two and a half, yeah. He, yeah he's yeah. shorter. Three, three, two, yeah. And LeBron's uh, got longer right. arms and shit. Like, LeBron, Zion's packing that into <laughs> a smaller frame for sure. But, yeah, you know, I, he's already caught a few nice alleys here. And the, the Pelicans is just a fun watch. And, like, it, we're just reminded of it again that package that they gave up for Anthony Davis um, was insane, but worth it. Like, that's crazy, dude, that, that yeah. two first rounders. And then like of the players, it was like four first rounders, you know, and it was worth getting Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, I think that deal actually works out both really well for both teams. I mean, agreed. dude, Brandon Ingram's a max player. Lonzo's an above that. Lonzo's an NBA starter. Ingram's uh, a borderline max guy. You get Josh Hart, who's a nice role player, and you get some picks. Like that's that's fair. I, I agree with your first take on Lonzo. I I still really like Lonzo. I think he's might be the he's a top five passer in the league. Um, and Josh Hart's a nice a nice rotation piece. Uh, what Brandon Ingram's doing? Brandon Ingram's going to win the Most Improved Player award. You know, uh, absolutely. And that pick turned into Zion. So let's let's break down let's break down some odds real quick. I sent you, you know, favorites uh, or what the odds were to win the finals, and we'll kind of go in. This will kind of just lead us into our fa- who we think are the favorites uh, for each side, and also for the uh, you know our dark horses as well. Yeah. So, just looking at these odds, who do you think has just the best value straight up as far as like I trust this team to actually be able to win. Like I'm not gonna I'm not putting it on the Suns for plus two hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> are they even in the bubble? Are they in the bubble? Yeah, I didn't realize that they were. The there, bro. How did they get there? I didn't realize they that took, um, they took the bottom. They took thirteen teams from the West uh, and okay. nine from the East. Okay, so um, It's it's still amazing to me what they're doing. Uh, so we got. I, I really really like the Rockets at two thousand. Really, yeah. really like the Rockets the two thousand, and I'll Agreed. tell you why a little bit later in the uh, later in the episode. Actually, let's start it now, because um, <laughs> normally, if you give me the Rockets on any other day, I'm not saying don't waste your money on that. But here's what I'm looking at with the bubble. So far in the preseason, shooters are shooting out of their mind. The first game of the preseason, Seth Curry went eight for eight. Yep. In that bubble, you're sitting in a small gym that has no fans in it there's no distractions players are going to shoot the lights out dude i expect this to have a five to ten percent increase in overall three-point shooting five percent i'm not gonna give you ten percent five percent increase in overall three-point shooting and the rockets absolutely live and die by the three um more historically they have died by the three more so but (laughs) i i like the rockets because of that dude 
kit like how much easier yeah, is it too. to shoot by yourself in an empty gym than it yep. is to shoot in front of a crowd even a high school crowd like you and i did dude like right it's night and day these guys play in a dome that is so loud in front of millions of fans that are trying every second to distract every one of them like even if you can block that out your subconscious still picks it picks up on it the, the players exactly. that i mean professionals still deal with human emotions and like human nature tendencies exactly like the players that that don't even shoot threes nba players shoot 70 percent from the three-point line in practice yeah like, when nobody's guarding them at, at lifetime when they're working out in the offseason you'd be really surprised of guys that you know you think have broke jump shots how how good they are actually when nobody's guarding them yeah exactly you saw that video of um mike miller just absolutely roasting people it, and it's like yep we don't sometimes we don't understand how good even the worst NBA players are. Yeah, like, like he gets chat on for being, you know, kind of a, a goof and like a, a scrub and like not an athlete. That guy's still an athlete. He just looks unathletic against NBA players. Right, exactly. And so I I am very bullish. I'm buying three point shooting in the in the um in the bubble. So who do you think that benefits the most? Houston, the Rockets, the Bucks, and the Clippers or and the Lakers. I'm trying to think who else. I think that it's actually bad for the Clippers. I like the Rockets, the Bucks, and the Lakers. Yeah. Are the Lakers a three-point shooting team, though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, let me look at that. stats because they have the they built three-point shooting team around LeBron and AD. Let me just make sure. Dude, it's been so long since I pulled up NBA. I think they're, I think they're pulling, pulling a lot of threes. I wonder how successful they are. So I'll tell you real quick. I had three teams written down for, for true value. And it's, it's the fourth, fifth, and – ninth team here uh, so i like boston at plus 1200 i i really i think if boston gets average center play um with a healthy kimba and those fresh legs of tatum brown smart uh and, and you know if you get something from hayward as a fourth option i think that's a team that could go to the finals i think they're the only team that could really upset um milwaukee in the east in my opinion so they're plus 1200 i like those odds uh, i like houston at plus 2000 for all the reasons you mentioned um and, like, Harden's got to get it done at some point, right? Like, I put him in my top 30. I need to see something from him this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Call me crazy. I, I just said Boston's the only team that could beat Milwaukee. Maybe Boston beats Milwaukee. Um, well, I guess they're probably going to have to play. Dude, in the conference final. I don't know how it would play out. But, I, yeah, I like – dude, I kind of like Miami at plus 4,000. I know you're going you're gonna to think I'm crazy about that, but if you watch how they, in their last two games against Milwaukee, defended Giannis with Bam – and Jimmy and, and kind of a wall there. Like Bam is one of the best matchups in the league against Giannis. There's no good matchup. Good is a strong word, but Bam's a very good matchup for uh, or a solid matchup. And they have a lot of bodies you can throw there. My s skepticism on them is, okay, if Jimmy's not getting buckets, who is consistently? Um, but they got some good young scores with Harrow and Nunn, and then you still got, um, you got Dragic. Like you got some options there. I think that's Duncan a, a sleeper is, team. And yeah, Duncan, Duncan Robinson, Robinson off the bench. That's right. Arguably one of the best three point shooters in the league. And as a rookie. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, I agree. That my fear with them is too much of their scoring comes from young guys, from rookies. Uh, agreed. And and I, I don't think they're super realistic, but at plus four thousand, I mean throw throw ten bucks on them and win four hundred. That's not a terrible idea. Yeah. As a yeah. as a flyer. I'm going to redact my previous statement. Uh, the Lakers apparently are not a good three-point shooting team. Yeah, I didn't think despite so. Their, that's that's crazy to me. They're number 22 in the league despite their um, uh, 
their lineup. Um, I guess that most of that's coming from AD getting dunks, and I guess Dwight Howard and JaVale are going to score a lot in the middle. But they're yeah, number 22. About- the Rockets are number one, and the Mavericks are number two. So that yeah. I actually didn't mention the Mavericks. I like the Mavericks. I don't like them to win because Luka is so West. young, and they have such a young core. It's They're not prime yet. Um, but I do like them to go deeper in the bubble and play better in the bubble than they would have outside the bubble. Correct. They were they were str- struggling, um, you know, with in crunch time when they're playing those elite teams. They were struggling in those moments because they play the Lakers and Clippers really well earlier in the games and then struggle. I think the West is too tough for them. Plus five thousand is pretty solid value. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's a few years away from the, for them. That's all it is. Yeah. I will say if they were in the East, though, I think their odds would be significantly lower because I think they'd have a better chance. Chance of getting there for sure. Uh, their their right right problem is. The bubble's not going to take away their problem, which is what I've been saying all year, and that they don't have the switchable wings, which you need in this league. And if you remember, I was talking to somebody else earlier about this today. Their superstar is arguably one of the greatest offensive players of all time already. And I think that he <laughs> will be he will be the greatest offensive player all, t- all time whenever it's said and done. But it's bold dude, statement, but it's it's. Not he's not a good defender. He's not even no, serviceable not. on the defensive end. And then no. their second best player is a great rim protector, but he's not switchable. And if you take him anywhere outside of 12 feet, it's over for him. Um, so I, I agree. Don't. But they do have Dorian Finney-Smith and Tim Hardaway Jr., who I think are good second and third switch wings. But I think you need to have an elite wing in there. Like you need – maybe it's not Bradley Beal, but like a player – of almost that caliber to uh, to come in as well and, and be the lead wing. You do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Beal is a great defender. Um, he's He might be able to switch down to the three. My prototype, prototype uh, switchable player is, yeah, Clay, who can guard one through four. You really need somebody that can guard one through four and switch one through four to be. I like somebody that can shoot, though, with Luka as well, because, I mean, if you try to go, like, Luka's going to draw attention. You try to go one on one with him, it's going to be a problem. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. If you're bringing another player, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and three and D is expensive. That's what you get paid for these days and age. So, definitely. Um, and that's what makes the Bucks. And honestly, the Jazz, too, so good is that, like, you look for a player that can switch one through four. And then what may arguably be even more more prevalent or more needed is a big that can switch up to ones, at least in a small amount. And Gobert and Giannis right. and a- Anthony Davis are really – I'd put Bam in there – are really the only players in the league that can do that. And that's why they're off the top of the top of it. The Jazz can't score to save their life, but – they're it's all the best. They're missing uh, Bogdanovich. That's a tough. That's tough for them. That, I wouldn't even look at the, their odds at all because of that. Yeah, and also, I think there's some big time trust issues on that team as well. I um, mean, yeah. How could there not be? I mean, I know <laughs> sure. everybody says it's all good, but you know, when you have tens of millions of dollars on the table, you, you say things to get on with things, but you may feel a different way. Um, for sure. At the but, end of the day, let me ask let you me, this: Who go would ahead. you keep? You have to make a trade. Mitchell comes to you and says, I'm not playing with that guy anymore. Who do you keep, Mitchell or Gobert? Oh, my God, Donovan Mitchell. It's not even close. I mean. Really? He, so, I know you're going to – because he he has a little bit of a Westbrook syndrome more than people realize where he just – he's a ball stopper. He holds it a lot. He isos. He has a ton of usage, and he doesn't shoot great percentages. But you know what? He's averaging 22, 23 points a game as a 22, 21, 22-year-old. 
way higher upside scoring than Gobert. He's a really good. I don't want to say he's an elite or a great defender. He's a really good defender, though. I mean, he's he's been like top five in the st- uh, league in steals the last couple of years. I watch him on ball. I like his defense. He can really only guard one and two because he's about six three. But yeah, I mean, I think I would keep him, especially now. If you're saying they're different contracts, if you're saying the same contract for sure, Mitchell. Um, but you know, if it's different contracts, I'd have to look at it. But I think I would max Mitchell no matter what. Yeah, I mean. Because Gobert is, what, 28, 27, so he's a little bit older. Big man probably won't hold up as well. Is that a disagreement? No, I just saw something that's insane, but uh, I'll use it to make my <laughs> – I'll use it to argue against my point. Um, actually, go ahead. So No, I was just uh, – for all those reasons, I would absolutely keep Donovan Mitchell over Rudy Gobert. Um, not, not, not even a conversation I'd have. For, for me – it's Gobert, and it's not even close. Um, that's not a knock on Donovan Mitchell either. I- I've said this since the beginning. Donovan Mitchell is the closest thing that we've seen to prime D-Wade. Um, okay. Let me ask I you love- this real quick before you dive into it. Does defense still win championships? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Donovan Mitchell is six foot one though. Wade, that, even th- three inches in the NBA is four feet anywhere else. Um, that's a big deal. But dude, he has a six foot ten wingspan, so I might have. That's insane! Freaking insane! That might that might offset that for me. Um, the six foot one stature was an issue until I saw this, the six ten wingspan. I'm I'm okay with the six one now. That's crazy, dude! That's I'm six one and my wingspan six two. Dude, normally, for the average person, your wingspan is the same size as your height. Right. That's that's insane. Um, so that's a that's different. My thing with Mitchell is. Actually, I don't have anything with Mitchell. Here's my thing with Gobert. He's the second best defender in the league. Arguably, too much an o- he's an offensive liability, though. He doesn't. He's really he not. can't. Okay, okay. Let me rephrase. Donovan Mitchell can be the second best player on a championship team. Rudy Gobert can't. What? I don't, the second best player? Yes, he I, can. I think he, I don't even know. If, I think he could be the third, he's, maybe. He's the he's the second most switchable player in the league. He guards he guards one through five. He guards ones and twos in service of splits. He stays low. He's the best shot blocker in the league. He's going to win another. Well, either him or Giannis are going to win the defensive MVP. Giannis is defensive player of the year. Yeah, yeah, or defensive player of the year. He might might win MVP too. But dude, that, I Gobert is so unbelievably underrated because he's quiet on the offensive end. But if you want a quiet is a, is a really friendly way to explain his <laughs> offensive that's game. Fair. That's fair. But <laughs> if you want a team to be good on the defensive end, all you have to do is throw Gobert in there. It doesn't matter what else. I don't you disagree do. with that. I, I, if I just, you want a team to be good on the offensive end, is all you have to do throw Donovan Mitchell in there? I don't. I don't think so. I right. No, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Let, like the Jazz aren't make good this, on the offensive end. That's true. That's true. I think he does ball stop and ISO a lot, but I think that's also because there are no sh- shooting threats out there when Bogdanovich isn't out there, so there's no spacing or not as much spacing. Uh, my argument would be, I think you got to be blended in today's NBA. Like the Golden State Warriors were great offensive and great defensive teams. Yes, they were extremely unique and special with those rosters. But what I'm trying to say is, if you have a strictly defensive player like Rudy Gobert. The Jazz haven't been successful in the playoffs. If you have a strictly offensive player like James Harden, they haven't been successful in the playoffs. Guys that could play both ways, like Donovan Mitchell's a better two-way player than either of those guys. And I think that's who you need to be, the one and twos on your team to win a championship in right now's league. His jump shooting will have to improve if he's going to be the number one on a team. Yeah, that's that's 
those are all really good points. As you were talking about that, Gobert just sent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, was, was going to ignore row. that. I was going to ignore that. <laughs> but um, that was a that was a bad shot by Zion. Any any big could have gotten to that. But yeah, that's a nineteen year old hooping right there. <laughs> those were those were actually really good points, and I really like those points. For me, I just I, I still I still like go. I still think that Gobert is. Does what he did weigh into the decision? No, because no, not, he was not, definitely the asshole. Just, oh, 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 but yeah, dude, this is yeah, that actually does weigh in for me, but I wasn't arguing about it right now. Um, I know, and and Mitchell to me honestly is is obviously a max player. I think he's a fantastic player, but there's more players in the league that can do what Mitchell does than there are players in the league that can do what Gobert does, and that's what might what it might come down to for me. Yeah, is Mike Conley real quick wearing? Is his uniform say I am him? I'm pretty sure it does. Um, I don't know. I really like yeah. it. I, I love the Oh dude, Joe Ingles, the back of his jersey says ally. I, dude, the NBA is so freaking good. Like give players the ability to put on the back of their jersey what they want. Yeah. I don't care if you make a political statement. I don't care if you write shithead on the back of your jersey. It's your freaking jersey, bro. Just go out there and like everybody knows who you are. It's not like a football game where you have your helmet on. I'm just sitting here trying to figure out the enigma of Joe Ingles and why the back of his jersey says Allie. It's Ally. <laughs> I know. I can't spell okay. it. <laughs> I, I, dude, honestly, I, I love that. That's fantastic. But uh, Yeah, that, that is good. So I, I'm all out on Utah. Um, not like, so. Even though we'll, Joe we'll, Ingles we'll, we'll agree to this. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree on, on that. I don't think you're crazy for your take. I just I feel the way I feel. I'm That's all right. out on Utah. With Bogdanovich out, I think he's he's an important piece. I wasn't really in on them that much, anyways. I, I still just, you know, I don't have, I haven't trusted Denver. I don't trust Denver right now, so I don't think I'm really in on them. They're like, I would trust Dallas to go further than Denver. I I don't like Denver because their offense is so intricate and requires so much back or so much movement. I, I don't like. Um, well, they're like a requires- great home team too, with like the the altitude advantage and stuff. And like that's not like there's no home advantage here, so that's going to hurt teams like you know Portland and Boston and Denver and Utah. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I, I'm more I'm more so concerned about they're not a good team defensively. They have, dude, they have the wings that can switch like crazy, but they don't have that big that can clog up the paint. Um. They're not a great team defensively, and also their their offense is so intricate. I don't think that they'll have the time to get it really on par to not lose in the first round. I think that they're going to run into that problem. Yeah, I mean, first and first round of the West is going to be, I think, pretty entertaining, and I think every matchup is going to be potential upset. Even at the one eight, you know, if if it's if it's Portland or New Orleans rather than Memphis, I like. Yeah, they're probably not going to beat LA, but that's going to be a hell of a series. I actually really like Portland. Like yeah. if I'm if I'm anybody in the West, especially the one, two, and three, I don't want to play Portland because they just got Nurkic back. CJ and Dame are both fully healthy. Threes are going to be absolutely uh, wet wet throughout the entire playoffs. I don't want to play Portland. I don't like that they don't have a switchable wing. Obviously, I've said it for a long time, but they could they could they could beat a one seed. Yeah, and I mean they have the size with Nurkic. Zach Collins is healthy, uh, so they have the size to you know, to put bodies on AD. I don't like their matchup against LeBron a whole lot. Um, and I, I don't think New Orleans would beat LA, but I, man, that'd be a hell of a series to watch. 
I think they get swept. Probably, but it would still be fun. Yeah, like, yeah, it would be I, fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want in, in that what an experience in confidence booster, maybe not confidence booster, but an experience for Zion to go in there as a 19 year old. Ingram's 21, 22, Lonzo's 21, and, you know, go and play LeBron in the playoffs. I, cause, dude, I mean, we could transition to the, the, the favorites and talk about that, but, dude, LeBron looks fucking locked in with the gray beard. Could you, dude, he looks like, did you ever play? God of War 4. He looks like freaking Kratos. Um, <laughs> he looks like Kimbo. <laughs> he does, dude. He looks like Kimbo Slice. Uh, could you imagine being 19 years old and running into the buzzsaw that is LeBron and Anthony Davis? That would suck, dude. That might make you want to quit the NBA. Um, hey, it's it's only uphill from here, then. Yeah, I guess or, that's true. You know? no, no other, nothing else is going to be that hard. Um, yeah, I, I would love that series, especially because you get the – the tension as far as the guys that were on playing for or LeBron the year before and now are playing against them. I think that you're going to see a lot of big time effort on the Pelican side, but it, it, I think, I still think that would be a sweep. Yeah, I think, I think so too. Portland would definitely snag a couple. So looking at the three favorites, I mean, it's obvious Lakers, Clippers, Bucks. I was surprised that they had the Bucks and the Lakers at 225 and the Clippers at 300. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's that was uh, from yeah what I sent you. I've seen it. My book had it a little different. It had Lakers two twenty five, Bucks two fifty, Clippers two seventy five. So a little more even, um, with the Lakers as a slight favorite. You know, take take the odds out real quick. Who 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 do you got winning the finals? I'm staying with what I said at the beginning of the season, which was Lakers Bucks and the Lakers win. Okay, I, I like that and. I'm, I'm going to do a little hedging here because, um, you know, I, you know, obviously I, I want the Lakers to go. Um, so I, at the beginning of the year, I picked Clippers, but or Clippers Sixers, excuse me. I think I'm going to have to come off of Clippers Sixers because I'm not, I mean, dude, the Sixers have the talent to make a run here, but I'm not overly impressed by their season. And I'm not optimistic about just that team chemistry and dynamic in there. Honestly, they're just, they don't want it as much as these other teams. That's the difference. Like, Joel yeah. Embiid and Ben Simmons don't want it as bad as LeBron and AD or Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to. Amazing open court behind the back pass, by the way. Yeah. Um, I saw that. I, I would. I'm going to swap my uh, Clippers Sixers for Clippers Bucks. I, I like Clippers Bucks. I, I think Kawhi and Doc have been very, very methodical this year um about showing all their cards and i'm just gonna trust them to get it done and if they don't i'll be happy that lakers won so maybe that's kind of a pussy move to hedge like that but <laughs> I, that's that's what i'm doing guys dude that's why you never bet on your own team you yeah. need to at least you need to at least if i actually bag if you're miserable, is, right <laughs> yeah this is i've doubled up too many times in my life this is me taking the hedge for once but no i, <laughs> I mean i picked the clippers to win the finals at, at the beginning of the year and I'll, I'll, i'm gonna stick with that um I, you know, uh, dude, I think LeBron's still probably the best player in the world, but Kawhi might be the best player in the playoffs. You know, uh, he was last year, and I think he probably will be again this year potentially. So, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. I he's so enigmatic as far as you don't hear anything from him, dude. Yeah. The, the, if nothing else, this has shown me that as soon as Kawhi retires, we're never hearing from him again. 
It'll be like he dies, dude. <laughs> it does feel like one of those guys that's going to have like a net worth of five, you know, 600, 700 million later in his life, though, because he's going to make all these business investments. But it'll be like, it'll be on like weird shit. It'll be on like, <laughs> like some candy bar in or something. It'll be like, what the fuck? How did Kawhi make 500 million off that? <laughs> you want to go promote it on no social media? Dude, I love that he is sponsored by New Balance. That's a match made in heaven right there. That's fantastic. It, it is. It is. Um, that's well that done. Is New Balance. Yeah, I. I still have – I don't see Paul George staying healthy. Mm. I, have, I have big concerns about that. Lou Williams is a huge question mark. He was suspended or uh, went through <laughs> protocol. You want to talk about Lou Williams? Bro, he went to a strip club, <laughs> and then he came back, and he's going through protocol, and then he left the bubble again for personal reasons. So, he so he's, got another, he's got another. Also, yeah, he's got another quarantine coming up. Yeah. Uh, Which, but he originally left the bubble for family and personal reasons, and it was spotted in a strip club in Atlanta. Which, you know, I don't know where Lou Will's uh, you know offseason homes are, but I'm assuming his family's in LA. So that's you know not a great look as we talk about these guys being role models. People make mistakes as well, um, right? But that, yeah, technically I mean, that is a personal reason. Technically, he did not lie. <laughs> uh, that, it is personal. Saying it's a family reason feels like a little bit of a stretch, but maybe you know, maybe, yeah. I'm not going to make any more jokes. I, yeah, there you go. Be, be careful. <laughs> Anna's just going to come up behind you with a pot and hit you in the back of your head. I'm going to finish this solo. Um, but I, I do – I hear you there on Paul George. What I think happens is, you know, he plays 25 minutes a game in the first series, first two even, if, if they're going to play. If, they're, if it just looks like it's crash course for them, the Lakers, you know, maybe he plays 25 minutes a game or, you know, maybe he plays 35 minutes a game but then rests, you know, when they're up 2-0 or something like that. Yeah. I think they're going to be pretty smart with him because it, it do, he does scare me a little bit. Like it always feels like he's never going to be able to just go a hundred percent, like like LeBron does, or you know, yeah, Harden or somebody like that. Yeah, and really, we haven't seen peak Paul George since January of not this year, but last year. Yeah, he had a hell of a year in OKC. Yeah, and and, and then he hurt his shoulder, and he wasn't the same after that ever. He was in the talks for MVP last year in, in January. Yeah, um, and dude. Nothing comes easy in that offense, bro. He was averaging 30 points a game on ISOing against four people because of freaking Donovan. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I haven't liked the Clippers. For, or I've liked the Clippers. I think you think they're great. But I haven't – I still don't see the playing two people that are, that are wings um, and are play the exact same way. I just don't – I don't like that. Even – LeBron and Wade, whenever LeBron got to Miami, that was the first thing that I said was they play the exact same. How are they going to fit together? And then they lost to Dirk, to the fighting Dirks, you know? like True. Um, would you I, argue I Jordan and Pippen were similar? Do what? Were you, would you argue Jordan and Pippen were similar players? No. Okay. Not at all, because uh, Pippen didn't care about scoring. Eh, he still stumbled into 20 a game when they were only yeah, scoring he, 90 a he game. he did, but, but what – the where Paul George is best is when he has the ball in his hands and he's scoring. Where Kawhi is best is when he That's has true. the ball in his hands and scoring. Where Pippen is That's best true. is when he's in the open court and he's defending the best player on the other team. Yeah, yeah. Neither Kawhi or that is a concern is neither Kawhi or PG are facilitators. And you know, Lou Will's the third scoring option for sure, because he can get really hot as good as almost anyone in the league as far as like six man or role player. So Definitely. not having him will hurt. They don't really have a true 
playmaker. Obviously, SGA was involved in the trade. So that does make it a little tough. And I want to give the nod to the Lakers, but it's like with the Lakers too, it's like Avery Bradley not coming is a bigger deal probably than people want to admit. And you're you're going to – like I got to see what these playoff minutes look like for Kyle Kuzma, JaVel McGee, and, and guys like that. Like I trust AD. I trust LeBron. I trust Danny Green. Um you know, Rondo's not there too. You know, that hurts a little bit. I trust Dwight in a weird way, just like in his role, I trust him. Dude, that guy, this is the best career revitalization. Maybe we've ever, well, maybe Rose last year, but what's crazy is he's I've revitalizing his career and he came in the league after LeBron. Isn't that wild? Yeah, dude. Like it the way that Le, LeBron's a once in a lifetime. Um that'll never happen again. Um but the they picked up J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters to try and pick up those uh, those minutes, which is suspect at best. But we'll see. J- at the end of the day, J.R. Smith can turn on the green light and just light it up. Everybody thinks of him and thinks about the time that he lost that game on LeBron's 50-point triple-double, and then he dribbled out the ball because uh, – was it Clarkson that missed the, th- the free throws? Clarkson botched two free throws in a row. George Hill. George, George Hill, Hill botched two free throws in a row. I can row. just play that back in my head like a nightmare. I remember Jeez, everything. Yeah. Um, so everybody <laughs> thinks about I was listening to that on the radio. That was the most gruesome thing. Oh, um, I bet. But yeah, but, basically what the DR and Waiters and J.R. Smith is, is like the Clippers were like, hey, we got this guy that heat checks named Lou Will. Lakers said, hold my beer. I'm grabbing two of these guys. <laughs> but one of them's crazy and one of them's overweight. Let's see what yeah. happened. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, for sure. And Say what you will about Jr. and that stupid mistake. The dude can light it up when he gets hot. Dude, Jr. is one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Um, you think he's going to do it in an open gym? Like, that's what I'm saying. He yeah. he is the ultimate rec ball guy. Bubble only helps his game. He's got championship experience. You know he has more championship experience than every single motherfucker on the Clippers except Kawhi. Like Paul George never played in a in a, in a finals game. You know Lou, Lou Will, Montrez Harrell, none of those guys have. All Paul George does is lose to LeBron. That's all he does. And also get hurt. Um, If Kawhi wins one, though, man, what does that do legacy-wise? Like, you you know the conversation turns into, is he better than LeBron? Because he's got three and three spots now, and he's a lot younger. But obviously, if you look at, to me, longevity and statistics, that's absurd. And if you watch him play. (laughs) Yeah, but... (laughs) Um, But, dude... The narratives... Yeah, yeah. I I don't know, man. Kawhi is really good, but he, he just... He doesn't make those around him that much better. No, he doesn't. And also, prime Kawhi couldn't – like, we're not even seeing prime LeBron. This isn't prime LeBron. This is 35-year-old LeBron with gray in his beard that we're seeing, you know? And his game has – that we've never seen somebody that has such a dynamic scoring game turn into such a prolific passer. And granted, he was a dynamic passer the moment that he came into the league – but the dude's leading the league in assists, having never led the league in assists before in his 35th year and averaging 28 points a game. Or 30, 25. 35 years, 25. 25 points a game. Yep. It's it's insane. He's the he's besides he maybe Bill Russell, he has the too. highest basketball Q, IQ of all time. He's one of the best. He's he looks like magic when he's playing for the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I I'm with you there. You now you you don't think he's MVP though, right? Like I still have I mean, Giannis. I we would, still you still got to give you you still got to give MVP to Giannis, right? Yeah, I would vote Gian. If I had to vote, I would vote Giannis. But I also would not say that he didn't deserve it if if LeBron won it. 
mostly because of MVP. Yeah, and I mean we've talked we've talked about it. I think we're go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say mostly because of MVP voter uh, fatigue. MVP voter fatigue. We see MVP voter voter fatigue all the time. One guy wins it, deserves it the next year, doesn't get it. I'd be okay yeah. with LeBron winning it because of that. Yeah, LeBron has four. I mean, maybe that's one or two light. It's it's tough. The Rose one was tough, but honestly, it's got to be Giannis. I told you I thought LeBron was trending that direction, and maybe he would have won it if we played all eighty-two games. But that's not what happened. Giannis the MVP. I mean. 20, what, 29, 13, and 6 on 31 minutes a game. Yeah, the best defensive uh, player in the league. Best defensive player shooting 50-something percent from the field. I mean, best team in the league. Like, I mean, that's just – it's it's not really arguable. And I don't think LeBron box. gives a shit about MVPs at this point. I think LeBron cared about MVPs in, in uh, Miami for sure and maybe even maybe even right as he got back to Cleveland. I don't. I think he's at a point in his career where he's like, fuck it, I just want to win now. Yeah, I agree. So also you, shooting thirty percent from the three point line this year. Do you realize that? Thirty? Thirty. Did I call that? You, I think you said thirty five. Did I say thirty five? Okay. League average this year was thirty five and a half, I think, which was okay. pre- which is pretty good. But um for guys that took like X amount of shots, like two hundred or something or one hundred. But uh so you, you got LA and Milwaukee, who's winning? You got Lakers winning? You got Lakers winning, yeah. Do you have late, did you have Lakers winning at the beginning of the year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sticking with does that. The Kobe, does the Kobe thing impact it at all, or is this just based on, hey, how these guys look, what I saw from them this year, and, and where these rosters are at? Dude, you know what's crazy? I almost forgot that Kobe died. Um, well, I mean, it's this year that is crazy, but I mean, grind, yeah. yeah. Um, we also yeah, have a global no, pandemic and you. no leadership. Yeah, I feel you. It's different. Because it's in the bubble. I think they lose a little bit of the Kobe thing because it's in a bubble. Because they're not in Staples Center. And they're not seeing Brian's jersey hung in the rafters. Dude, you can bet your ass that before Game 7 of the finals, if it's in L.A., Jim or the buses are going to run out a Kobe thing to inspire yeah. those guys. Like, that's not yeah. going to happen in the bubble. That's what you I'm know? S- yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. So, like, right, that's not going to happen in the bubble, exactly. But does the... I think it does give a certain motivational or a certain edge to, to LeBron. Yeah. Because uh, of his relationship. I agree. I think it's diminished, though, in the bubble, is, is all correct. I'm saying. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. No doubt. And time time diminishes everything, right? Right. Like time, time does heal all, ultimately. I, this is a crazy thought. You mentioned the crowds and how that's going to affect the three-point shooting, which I absolutely agree with. I feel like LeBron gets shook by a weight crowd sometimes. I mean, I, I saw it pretty visually – um, specifically in in the 2011 series, but even more recently in some of the series against Golden State when he was in Oracle, and he looked a little shook. And I mean, obviously it's LeBron; he's going to perform. But like not having 20,000 people boo you and and have that pressure, and not having Steph hit a 35 footer and then that crowd going absolutely insane—that's a big deal, dude. Momentum means so much in sports at any level. That I, I think that benefits LeBron actually a, a lot. I have never picked up on that with LeBron, or at least not since 2011. But it's not it's not one of those things where you say that and I go, yeah, no way. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense, I've just never picked up on it. I, I, I'll have to watch for it. I guess next year. Uh, but big I, body I, language I, guy, and I just he looked uncomfortable in Oracle at, at certain points. But I think it's maybe more so like. I think I'm just emotionally scarred from watching Curry and Durant just 
kill LeBron year after year and just hit these shots and have the crowd go nuts. And it's like, oh, well, we're screwed now. Dude, like, that's not going to happen bro. now. It's coming down to hoops. I'm an OKC fan. <laughs> yeah, you think you're scarred on that. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a big thing is that Curry and Clay, dude, if Curry and Clay were in this, they would both shoot 70% from the three point line this in the bubble, dude. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine LeBron not going to the finals. And I just don't see the Bucks winning it. They're just, they're too young. LeBron, like, Giannis has never been there. Also, the only player in the league that can actually guard him is Anthony Davis. So I, I, I foresee that matchup being good, and I see a six games for the for the Lakers. The Bucks do shoot the fourth or make the fourth most threes in the league, which is big. Um, like I said a thousand times before, three points is going to going to be shooting big. They make the fourth most, and they shoot only thirteen a game, a complete two two per game less than the Rockets. They're thirteenth in a game, thirteenth. In shots per game, not 13 per game. I'm sure they're shooting like 35 or something. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're shooting. I, I got it backwards. I'm sorry. So they're making 13.7. They're shooting 38. The the Rockets are making 15.4, and they're shooting 44. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, dude, the, the Bucks are the Bucks are really good three point shooters. Um, the I, Rockets I are see that going up. Basically, shooting a three every minute. Dude, they they love it, and and that's what. They went all in on. I don't know how much we got to talk about the PJ Tucker playing center before it got before it got cut, but I, I was crushing it, but it was working. Yeah, but I don't know what the Rockets are doing. Every year they tell Dan Tony, "This is your last year. You better win a championship," <laughs> yeah. and they keep acting like they're going to cut ties with him. And then they let him trade away their only big, so that he can run his system. I don't know what they're going to do in the offseason if they don't win. Do you keep Dan Tony? Or do you blow the whole thing up? Do you either keep D'Antoni and try to run it back, or you blow up everything? Right. I mean, I think Harden's going to be successful in anybody's system. He's he might not average thirty six points a game. Yeah, yeah. He he gets so many shots. Like the whole system is it's not even a system. It's Russ and Harden ISO. Harden gets thirty three percent more than Russ. Yeah, I mean, dude, Russ is definitely going to be the X factor for that team, though. Like, if he is playing like he was playing at the end of the season or those final two months of February and March, they're going to be in a good spot. I I will be interested to see, like, if they play the Clippers, I think they match up a little bit better because of the size factor. Like, if they play L.A. and L.A. or the Lakers, the Lakers got, you know, Dwight and A.D. out there, that's going to be a problem. Like, nuts are going to be in dude's faces, like. You're, You're sitting six five. Yeah, PJ Tucker and his body player on your team, or the biggest yeah. player on your team. Their point guard is bigger than the biggest player on your team. Who are you going to put on Anthony Davis, dude? I actually think PJ Tucker could guard Anthony Davis better than anybody on that team, just because because he's so strong. But oh, he, yeah. if I he mean, catches it low enough, it's a problem. That's how you have to guard him. But Anthony Davis will just shoot over him. Yeah, if he catches his it within ten wet. feet, it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. He was light in that in that preseason game against the Mavericks. He was lighting it up from the three point line. Yep. Yeah. Both so, him and LeBron, where they look, dude. Yeah, I don't see anybody beating the Lakers. They're let me make sure uh, I got this down so I can hold you accountable, though. So I got you Lakers over over Bucks in six. I got them in six. They're checking Gobert's eye for COVID right now. I don't know if you're watching <laughs> this. <laughs> I think he he actually he, he actually has pink eye because Donovan Mitchell farted on his pillow. Uh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> no. I got. 
I got I got Clippers over Bucks in seven. If I put ten dollars on one of these players getting pink eye in the in the bubble, what will you pay me if it happens? If I give you ten, <laughs> what, are you, what odds are you going to give me for that? I'll give you the same odds as the Sun plus twenty five thousand. That's the same oh, as the Sun. Yeah, sign me up for ten bucks there. <laughs> That's that's twenty five hundred. I don't know what I'm gonna do if somebody comes up with that. I'm just gonna, hey, I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say it's due to uh, your favorite thing, which is pre existing conditions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God dang it. Oh um, man, we're about we're yeah. about to go off the rails here. I can feel it. Once we start getting into COVID talk, I feel like that's our you, best. You've time. been uh, you've been uh, letting your opinions be heard. Online. Dude, I have. I got <laughs> I got a couple of or I got one message today that was. Some lady telling me how much I suck. I was like, "Lady, I haven't talked to you in twelve years. I don't know. I don't even. I I don't even know you existed anymore." But safe to safe to say, she's not watching the doubleheader tonight. <laughs> she's not. She's <laughs> not, not a big NBA fan. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, I, I'm glad we did this. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, J Mac will be able to join us next time. Obviously, he's busy uh, being a good dad, which, in all seriousness, is important. Even though we give him shit for not being able to talk sports for an hour, you know, whatever. Um, hopefully my charger works all the way through the playoffs and we'll have a, uh, we'll have a pretty good run here. So what do we got eight games, right? And I think they're playing basically every other day. So we're going to be playoff mode here in about two, two and a half weeks. Yeah, definitely. Um, is it, is it two weeks is playoffs? Yeah. It's like two, two and a half. Like I want to say it's the 17th or something like that. Okay. So we'll be, we'll need to be getting on here every four or five days, getting you guys an update. We'll do another one, um, before the playoffs start, as we kind of see how it's winding down. Because remember, the 8 and the 9 seed, if they're within four games, they're going to play each other, and the 9 seed has to win twice. So we might have some fun there with you know Memphis, Portland, uh, New Orleans, and, and that'll be. I, I really think that'll be pretty exciting. Yeah. The Jazz uh, are making liars out of me right now. They're shooting 25% from the three-point line. But the Pelicans <laughs> are shooting 45%, so I don't know. No, I think that's a good theory. Don't, don't, don't bail on it. Halfway, half, you know, three fourths the way through the first game, dude. The Jazz made me bail on my three point shooting, Terry. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't let. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the worst offensive teams in the league. <laughs> hold, hold strong. I think that's a good theory. Okay, okay, I'm feeling good with it. All right, man. Well, uh, guys, we appreciate y'all uh, joining us. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, we'll have the uh, full crew. If not, me and Josh will be able to chop it up again. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Sensibly Loud, uh, on the break, at all the platforms, and we'll see you what in a week or so, Josh. Yeah, man. All right. Good to talk to you, bro. See Later. You